What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another Fit for Life with Anjuli and Ross podcast. Hi, everyone. Today, we are going to be having a chit chat all about consistency. And the main thing that brought this up is the fact that I am doing 75 hard. Do you want to explain how we found out about 75 hard? Yeah, so the two of us started listening to a podcast from Andy Frisella called Real AF. Uh, it's a really great podcast on mindset. Uh, talk, he talks a lot about you know a range of different things, but most of the time it has something to do with attitude, mindset, and all that sort of thing, really, yeah. Yeah, so Andy Frisella is the CEO of a company called First Form, and I think a few other companies. He's definitely not everyone's cup of tea, but Ross and I really enjoy him just because he says it how it is, and he kind of has a no excuse, no BS mentality. So that's why we kind of really like his podcast. So in his podcast, he talks about something called 75 hard. 75 hard is a mental toughness and discipline based challenge. It's definitely something I was very against doing last year when I first heard about it. Just to quickly give you an idea of what 75 hard actually entails, there's a few key things. So one of them being that you need to drink a gallon of water. It has to be straight water, nothing else added to it. You have to do two daily workouts each 45 minutes and one of those has to be outside. Read 10 pages of a self-development book, which as you know, I absolutely love reading, so that's not a stress for me. Follow a diet, and it can be any kind of diet, which I really like because obviously everyone has different needs, so you can pick the diet that suits your life. The diet that I'm choosing to follow, I personally think is not a diet, it's more of a lifestyle, and that's if it fits your macros. A daily progress photo, and then there's a few other key things, which include no alcohol, no what he calls cheat meals, and no compromising on any of these things. And as you can see with this, there is a lot of things that I don't necessarily agree with. Like I've worked really hard on my relationship with food, and I personally don't believe in calling foods good, bad, cheats, or anything like that. And then also when it comes to the workouts, I also believe in having rest days. Of course, that's really important. So on my typical rest days, I'm just doing yoga and a walk. And my second workout of the day each day is outside. And that's just simply a walk. So I don't really class that as a workout. Mm, yeah. And why did you decide to start doing 75 hard, do you think? Yeah. So Ross and I have talked a lot about 75 hard when we've heard about it. And we were both kind of, were you against it sort of? It's just like a lot. Yeah, not not necessarily against it. I just yeah, it is a, it is a lot. You have to have um a lot of time to be willing to commit to it. it it's it's not totally necessary. Like yeah. if you're already quite consistent with you know diet and things like that, then it's not necessarily um going to be something that everyone needs to do or would want to do. Yeah, like for definitely. Me, for me at the moment, it's not something that I would personally like to do. So yeah. uh, it's definitely not going to be for everyone. But uh, yeah, it definitely has. some pros to it too definitely which i'm finding out now as i am on day six today and i'm smashing it i'm feeling so good and the reason why i started to do it and wanted to do it was to be honest it started trending on tiktok this year uh it's got millions of views on tiktok it's all over the internet but a lot of people are promoting it as a fitness challenge and i'm truly not doing it for the fitness side i'm doing it for the mental toughness and discipline side because once you start it, if you fail at any of the tasks for the day, 
even if it's that you forget to take a progress photo, you have to restart and go back to day one. Another reason why I'm doing it is because I feel like throughout my life recently, I've been making negotiations with myself on certain things. So it might be something like maybe my nutrition wasn't quite on point and I start negotiating with myself saying things like, oh, well, you know, it's okay uh, that I was under in protein and over in carbs or over in fats. And I just felt like I wasn't being consistent with nutrition and it was really impacting all areas of my life because I feel so much more confident in my skin and with myself and with everything that I'm doing when I am on track with my nutrition really. So main thing for me was consistency and we've mentioned it many times before, in order to get results in anything in life, you have to be consistent. What you do consistently matters so much more than what you do every once in a while. So this was a fun way for me to stay accountable. I'm doing daily vlogs on TikTok. I'm also doing weekly check-ins on YouTube to really make sure that I'm staying accountable. Yeah, it's interesting being around mental toughness, right, too, is if you're looking at you know, achieving your goals, like you mentioned, we have to be consistent. And the thing is that everybody can do something or do something when, when they feel like it. You know, on the days that you feel good, you can stick to your goals so easy. But the days that you don't feel like doing it is really the difference maker between being successful or not, is to be able to do something regardless of how you feel about it. And I guess that's what 75 Hard is about, isn't it? Yeah, and I think he's really set these things out. There's actually a podcast called 75 Hard, he explains, and Solar explains why he's chosen these things. Things like doing a workout outside. There's people around the world that are literally walking in the snow outside because the conditions in life are never or not necessarily always going to be perfect. So here in New Zealand, we're going into winter. My friend and I went for a walk the other day and it ended up raining on us when we were outside. And it just goes to show that, you know, sometimes you're not necessarily wanting to go outside and walk in the rain or in the snow, but it's the act of making yourself do something that you don't necessarily want to do in order to achieve what you you know set out to achieve Mm. so yeah that was kind of one of the things that I really wanted to do I wanted to push myself and make myself do something that I wouldn't necessarily do outside of the challenge like who wants to go walking in the rain (laughs) totally and we talk about consistency consistency it really does matter right if you're looking at a diet for example say you're you know, a person who's in a, in a calorie deficit to start off with, you're looking to lose body fat and you're spending Monday to Friday in a calorie deficit, let's say that's 1,500 calories, which is a, you know, quite common um, you know, target for a lot of females. So if you looked at 1,500 calories across the week from Monday to Friday, let's say you do that really well, but on a Friday and Saturday, you're off track, you're having what's called a cheat day, potentially you go out, you have a few wines, which can add up in calories really quite quickly if you look at alcohol-based calories. Uh, you know, all of a sudden we could be at 3,000. You might sound like like 3,000, like it's quite a lot, but it's, it's, a, it's surprising how fast things can actually add up. You know, if you looked at an average glass of wine, for example, say we're having that with, you know... A, a, Chipstick. Yeah, we're having that with like some friends, for example, that could be 250 calories. And that's, you know, just for just slightly more than a, a standard 150 more pour, for example. And that adds up really quite quickly. And before we know it, we've probably had... 3,000 calories for the day, and potentially you carry that on to a Saturday as well. Before you know it, you've averaged your, your total calories out for the week to be at a maintenance level where we're not progressing. And then we all of a sudden why, wonder why, you know, even though we've been consistent Monday to Friday, they had two days off, wonder why we aren't progressing. That is the reason. It's because we haven't been consistent Monday to Sunday. Yeah, definitely. So, you know, there is this thing known as week D 
day dieting. So Monday to Friday, you're really good. Then the weekend rolls around, Saturday, Sunday, maybe you go out for brunch. You might decide to have an ice cream in the afternoon with a friend. You go out for dinner. You might end up going out with the girls for a couple of drinks. After that, you stop by McDonald's on your way home. Before you know it, you are well over that 3,000 calorie mark and it doesn't even feel like it because you're just not aware of the calories you're putting into your body. So like Ross said, once you average it out, you're actually sitting at maintenance. And you might go, you know, week to week thinking, oh, you know, why am I not getting results? I've been working so hard. I've been really consistent, but when you actually are honest with yourself and you do something like I always stress that everyone on the squad should do, which is track your habits, you realize that, oh, you know what? I wasn't actually consistent. Of March, I was actually off track, you know, 10 times, which is about a third of the month. If you take into account the weekends and maybe a couple of days here and there across the week. Yeah. An interesting thing we read the other day was that the body doesn't lie. It doesn't lie if you've you know, if you've had more calories than your body needs on a daily basis, it doesn't just disappear. We store it as body fat. That's how the body works. So uh, it's really important that, you know, if, if we are trying to be consistent or we're trying to, you know, work on our goals, that we need to look at our seven days, our month. We need to be consistent the majority of the time to achieve results. Yeah, and bringing that back to 75 hard and speaking of habit tracking, what I actually did for the 75 days is I put up a chart on the fridge so that I see it every single day and throughout the day I took off the habits that I'm ticking off like once I've taken my progress photo I took it off once I've done my workout I took it off so on so on tracking these habits make sure that I do everything I need to in order to you know slay these 75 days and I get such a sense of satisfaction at the end of the day when I tick off that final tick which is stick to my diet stick to my calories and it just feels good it feels rewarding and that just I guess gives me a boost in confidence to know that I can stick to anything I set my mind on. And I just think that habit tracking is such a powerful tool and it's covered in so many different self-development books as well. Yeah, it comes back to taking ownership over what you need to do, right? Like take, taking ownership of your day-to-day habits that actually matter and making sure we are consistent and can stick to them. Yeah, and so when we speak about habits that actually matter... I mean, 75 hard, let's be honest, I don't actually recommend that anyone on the squad or anyone new to their fitness journey go out and try and do this because it could lead to a negative relationship with food in terms of Andy's idea of no quote mark cheat meals, but also... I just think that there is a better way for people to work on their fitness goals instead of doing something like this because I am purely doing it for the mental toughness side. So when it comes to the key habits, Ross and I have talked about this many times before on the podcast and that really comes down to water intake, sleep, moving your body, so hitting your steps. You don't have to go outside you know, when it's snowing and it's negative 30 degrees to get results. You don't have to cut out all the foods that you love in order to get results. At the end of the day it comes down to those few key things of getting enough sleep drinking enough water moving your body and of course a caloric deficit if your goal is fat loss yeah and remembering that you need to be consistent with it that's really the purpose of it right you need to be consistent with it daily yeah definitely i think we could call this podcast just consistency (laughs) and i mean ross you are very consistent with your nutrition. I feel like you're just really good at this, but I think something I noticed the difference between you and I are a few key things. You like to meal prep, 
you also eat similar foods every day you eat foods that you love every day are there any things putting you on the spot now are there any things that you think help you personally with consistency yeah i do think that meal prep definitely helps you've got meals there ready to go uh, I like the foods that I eat during the week and I plan out exactly what I'm going to eat for the entire week. You know, we buy at the supermarket exactly what we need. We'll, we won't, won't overshop, we won't undershop, we'll purchase the exact amount of food that we need for a week, which is a great budgeting tip, not only a not only a nutrition tip, but that really helps me know what I'm going to be eating for the week. Then there's no, you know, thoughts so when it comes to a meal, I don't have to worry about what I'm actually going to have because I've planned it out for the week. I didn't need to look at an Uber Eats app or anything like that because we've already got the food there. Uh, so that really helps me a lot. But also, I guess, like understanding that results takes a significant amount of time. When you get to a certain point, I would consider my, my lifting experience advanced because I've been doing it for more than 10 years. So when you get to a certain point, you really have to focus on the long-term progress. So recognizing that, you know, in the next 12 months, I might gain one kilo of muscle if everything's perfect you know like i'm hitting that point where you start to reach that genetic threshold where you have to put extra time extra energy into it you have to be really consistent with everything you do you're thinking about a 10 plus 10 percent surplus for the year for example to avoid getting a ton of body fat you have to be consistent you can't flip-flop between goals you can't be up and down some days you can't really afford to have a really big blowout or significantly under if you really want to take your progress serious. So uh, that, that, that really helps me is the understanding that it does ha- take such a long time to achieve results, especially as we start to get into that advanced uh, stage of, of, of lifting. And if you want to see great results, you've got to put in great work. Yeah, definitely. Like they say, you know, you can't expect 100% of the results for 50% of the work. And what Ross has said there about the time you spend, you know, on your fitness journey the progress that you make will vary throughout your journey. So when you start on a fitness journey, you might notice that maybe it feels like, you know, you're building more muscle than later on in your journey. Like for me personally, I have been on my journey for a long time. I've gone through a lot of dieting cycles with competing. And the, I guess, the amount of change I see in my body is not as fast as it was when I first started out. So if you're new on your fitness journey, I definitely recommend getting a coach, getting a plan in place and maximizing those first, you know, I guess, zero to even three to four years of training because you can get significantly further ahead in that period of time if you maximize what you're doing to build lean muscle and really focus on body composition. Totally. Those first few years are super important. So it is a good idea to get guidance for sure. You know, like if we don't, what can happen is you can get unbalanced quite easily. You know, you might spend too much time doing quads for example or chest work for example and all of a sudden your body can become unbalanced and then it becomes increasingly more difficult to correct so and it can also lead to injuries and things yeah it definitely can lead to more injuries it can lead to uh, i guess a whole posture shift in your body as well if your body's not balanced between um, posterior and anterior so uh, it's really important to get a coach get a good get a good guide and you can make really great progress in your first two years and of course you can continue to make uh, progress after that it just sometimes takes a little bit of added focus you know, you know implement some more advanced training methods you need even greater uh, i guess ownership over your day-to-day things you need to yeah. make sure you are consistent all the time I think it's that ownership and just self-awareness of what you're doing on your journey. And that's what I feel 75 hard is really bringing for me. You know, I coach myself. I don't have a coach right now because I'm not on a, you know, so-called comp prep. And so for me to be able to tick off my habits each day, it's really just allowing me to see 
where I am succeeding and where I need to improve. But with 75 hard, I'm so determined not to fail on this. I don't want to go back to day one. I really just want to knock out the 75 days so that I can give you my honest opinion on YouTube on what I actually think about it because it is a TikTok trend right now. I don't personally think it's something that's sustainable for everyone. And you have to remember that something is always better than nothing. So if you're brand new to your fitness journey and then you think, right, I've got to go and do two workouts a day. I've got to not eat any foods I love and I've got to do all these things X, Y, Z every single day. Otherwise, I'm a failure. It's not just not the right mentality for it. This is really kind of like an advanced challenge that I'm doing, but I want to set anyone out there listening to this to set yourself a challenge for the week ahead or maybe even the month ahead. Print off a calendar for the next 30 days and set yourself a few key habits that you can stick to. I would suggest a certain amount of water, a certain amount of steps, maybe a certain amount of workouts for the week. So it might be, you know, four or five workouts a week. And then maybe, you know what, you're going to listen to a podcast for 10 minutes a day or read for 10 minutes a day, whatever that kind of self-development site is, and take a progress photo once a week. That would be a really great start, do you think, Ross? Totally. And you'll be surprised how far you can come in 30 days. You know, like if you're consistent for that amount of time, you'd be amazed at how far you go. But then if you can keep that going for, say, like a 90-day period, You'd be amazed at what sort of results you actually can get if you stick to the things that you need to do. Yes, and following on from that, 90 days. So Better Me Kickstart 3.0 is coming to a wrap this month. I'm super excited to be getting the 90-day progress photos. If you're on the squad and you haven't submitted your day 90 photos, please make sure you do. There are some amazing prizes in there, including two brand new iPhones. Super excited to draw that live on Instagram on the 2nd of May. But that was kind of just a fun challenge for me to encourage the squad to commit to themselves and really make the most of these 90 days to build some healthy habits. But it's not necessarily what you do in the 90 days, it's what you do after that. I think 90 days is a really good you know, time frame to build some healthy habits and get some great results. Like some of the women on the squad have lost, you know, 10 to 20 pounds or so over this time. And I just think 90 days is a good amount of time to commit. So yeah, that's kind of everything I have to say. Totally. We'll see you in the next one. Bye.